Instagram. Is that the only Instagram camera? That's right. the only Instagram camera. We're good. We're live on both. Yep. Podbean. Oh, that's the one I have to yell at. Yeah, we're gonna yell at it because the microphone is uh, not working. Okay. Are we ready to do this? Yeah, we should be live on both right now. So. We're live on, on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well. <laughs> Sorry. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Real Brave Live. Uh, my name is Dan, and that's Kevin. Uh, we, Real Brave, if you don't know already, is a music studio. We have a couple of locations on the East Coast of the United States, but we are also online. We have something called Practice Pad. Practice Pad is an online platform for lessons where you can meet with an instructor, one of our instructors, god darn it, and uh, take lessons every week. It's a revolutionary platform that nobody has and you have to sign up for. Yes. And we also have a free Facebook group where you can uh, sign up for and get free lessons. Crazy from our instructors. It's called the Practice Portal. So I want you to sign up for that and follow us on all the social. We are live on Instagram. Instagram. Insta what? Instagram. Okay. We're live on uh, Podbean and um, we are live on Facebook. Hi, Kevin. Hi, and uh, hello Dan, and hello viewers, uh, welcome to uh, Real Live. And today we're going to talk about the top 10 albums of the 1990s, not the 1890s, the 1990s. Does it specify in the description? It doesn't, it says the 90s. I'm going to stick with the 1890s, there's a lot of great like post-Civil War novels yeah. and uh, you know, just American songbook. My, and of course, the, the all-time favorite, Don't Shoot Me in the Face, please, Southerner. Yeah. It's, uh, that, was, that was done and redone so many times. Yeah. yeah. By Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam, and um, mm -hmm. mo most recently, uh, uh, Nelly. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Uh, that was our show for today. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, top ten, top ten, top, top. Can't even speak today. It's, uh, it's the top ten albums of the '90s by what measure? Well, uh, uh, Rolling Stone said okay. that we called us and said you should do these. And this, so this is an exclusive. You can't find this list anywhere online, especially at RollingStone.com. You can't go to RollingStone.com right now and find this. Right. But if you did go to RollingStone.com and look for this, you might be able to find it. I mean, you know, don't pull that thread too much. Uh, don't dig too deep on this rabbit hole, but yes, yeah, you, you want to be careful with what you wish for, right? So coming in at number ten, there's a band called Pavement, Crooked Rain, mm -hmm. Crooked Rain. Mm -hmm. Is that on purpose? Yeah, that's the album name. Okay. And uh, I'm actually not familiar with Pavement too much. No, so we're off to a great start. This is good. Number ten, Pavement, Crooked, Crooked, yeah, Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain, and that's a, according to Rolling Stone is one of the top 10 albums, uh, if not the top 10, the number 10 album. So we can't really speak to it. Other you guys than, don't know Pavement at all? I'm not, a, I'm not familiar. It's more like a Sonic Youth meets a 90s band. Not 1890s, 1990s, right? Yeah, they are, um, it's Stephen Malcolmus. He had like his side projects, and then Pavement was like his main thing, and they're very indie rock, weird lyrics. Um, I really like them. I think that's maybe not their best album, but I do really like that album and the sound. The songs, uh, "Gold Sounds," 
Cut Your Hair, I think, is their biggest hit from that album. And um, Range Life, and there's more on the album. It's very good. Indie vibes. Um, it is a uh, divergence from their more quirky indie stuff, and it's more yeah. like a serious, like, hey, take us seriously as an indie band type thing. Which, you know, a lot of fans, I would imagine, didn't really care for that much. Like, true pavement. Pavement heads. Pavement <laughs> <laughs> Tron Cat uh, says meow. I, I say meow back. Hey, Tron Cat. Thanks for watching. Yeah, bud. Appreciate it, Tron Cat. Sonic Youth, The Fall, and The Pixies. Uh, a combination of all three bands, apparently. Pavement? Pavement. Okay. I'm going to check them out. They're one of my favorites. It's one of the uh, really uh, favorites. A lot of these albums on this list are like my personal favorites because I really like 90s stuff, but that's just me. I don't know. know. When you're a youngster, (laughs) you didn't grow up in the 90s. Oh, yeah, I want to just point out real quick. I was born in uh, 89. That was 1989. 1989, not 1889 or 2089. Let's make that clear because to our users, to our viewers and listeners, that might be unclear. You have to be specific when you're on a platform or multiple platforms like this because you know, there's a lot open to interpretation. You could be 130 years old. Nobody yeah. knows. Um, so I was born in 1989. Yeah. AD. And um, so I grew up in the 90s. Okay. I was a child in the 90s. Uh, and the 90s was when I found, when I like discovered music or when you know I came into uh, identifying with music. So, like, when I think of the 90s, I think of, like, Hootie and the Blowfish. I think of, like, Blink-182 and Green Day and uh, other bands, probably. Yep. Boy bands. Boy bands. Yeah. We're going to go there. What about punk? A Tron Cat, uh, Tron Cat like punk? Punk? Um, so, like, punk in 90s, that to me is, like, Blink-182, Green Day. Uh, that's pop, that's like, that, pop punk, that, yeah. That, yes, but that's pop punk. That's so, not, like, your punk, 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 punk. Is there a punky punk in the 90s? Yes, but... You got your rancid? Yeah. The mainstream was definitely pop punk. You had, like... I mean, right after the 90s was, like, the pop punk explosion. Like, Fall Out Boy. Like, right. all those bands. Green Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those bands. Some 41. They're not... <laughs> What's their song? Um, Fat Lip? I don't know. Nobody knows that song. Uh, uh, number nine. Now, can we, can we end that and go to number nine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just it's stuff that I know about. I was just continue. Say that I forget. Is this because I cut you off? And well, something about punk uh, and rhymes with funk, which is what you need to realize. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Now, don't forget to speak up because our microphone's uh, not working for this. So. I like funk. There it is. Now, that's for you, uh, Tron Cat. So, uh, coming in at number nine, according to RollingStone.com, top ten albums of the 1990s. Is Bex Odelay. Oh, yes, I can talk about this album. This is a great album. Beck, if you don't know, is still still playing, still innovating. He's one of the probably the one of the innovators of like successful musicians. I'm sure there's other musicians that innovate, but tell me what you know about Beck. I know that uh, so he, you could describe him when he started out as like indie rock, right? Right. Um, and uh, he has gone on to like constantly reinvent himself through his music, transcending genres and, um, you know, 
just really cool stuff. Like any album you pick up and you listen to by Beck, you're going to hear something like completely different from the previous album. Um, it's like rock meets electronic meets uh, elements of bluegrass and funk and uh, pop. You know, it's yeah. so eclectic, and that's one of the things I love most about uh, Beck. And he's got some hits. He's got some bangers, some some chart toppers, uh, loser being one of them, uh, Where It's At, which is on this record, um, uh, Odelay. You went more in, in a different direction. It's different different genres he would, he would kind of like go into. Yeah. First time you heard him, he was kind of like rapping in um, Loser. Yeah, Loser, yeah. His destination. No, that's not Where It's At. Uh, but the first time you heard him, I'm saying the first time we heard him, Instagram, is, is, is he was rapping, and then all of a sudden he had this really kind of catchy... Um, kind of like chorus that, that kind of comes in. I'm a lizard baby, yeah. so why don't you? Interesting thing about that song is that it's got one chord. It's A. There's no the the, the it's a it's a study in. Um, Can you play the riff? Do you know how to play the riff? Oh, it is in D. And yeah. Yes, the riff is I need a slide, but. Cat's talking to us. Suicidal Tendencies is a metal band, my man. And that's there. Uh, is he talking about punk still? Well, that's that's more metal. I would think Suicidal Tendencies would be uh, uh, in, the, in the metal genre. But thanks, Tron Cat, for again. You on on Instagram. I'm pointing at you. And on Facebook, if you can comment below and tell us what you think the top ten '90s albums are, uh, we'd appreciate it. Because, as usual, these lists are disappointing. Coming in at number eight, Biggie, Ready to Die. Okay. Yeah. He's, and he's still making albums. Good for him. Biggie Smalls? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a different Biggie? Is there one I don't know about? Yeah. Like. No, he's not. He's joking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the album's called Ready to Die. Yep. And, of course, probably one of the greatest hip-hop artists of our time gone too soon and uh, un you know unfortunately for me like this is during a time where I just wasn't listening to a lot of hip-hop mm. I, I, I kind of got back into hip-hop like after the 2000s like Nas and like a bunch of other stuff right but well, Biggie was just this past year inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame I said that correctly you did nice yeah so John Favreau was the guy that, that, that put everybody in? Tim oh. the, the Destroyer. Tim the Destroyer. Wasn't it John Landau? John was Landau. The... No, John Landau. Not to be confused with the John Landau of the other thing. Or John Lithgow. Or John Lithgow. John Lithgow did not put them in. But uh, he revitalized the New York... Uh, not John Landau. Or Lithgow. Did not, John Lithgow did not revitalize the New York hip-hop scene. <laughs> John Lithgow revitalized my love of the cinema. <laughs> He's a Shakespearean actor. Yeah. Uh, who is now... Who's, so yeah, he revitalized New York hip hop. I think years of West Coast dominance. I mean, if you remember the early '90s, Snoop Dogg, like all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes this new breed of, of rappers. And like, yeah, and then there was this whole thing where I don't know if you ever see, if you ever watched like the documentaries on like the rivalry. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was very contentious. Yeah, you know what though? Record companies kind of like didn't do anything about it. 
I think they some no, they 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 enjoyed they it, yeah they encouraged it for the it makes content. It, it does make contact, which was really unfortunate because it begot a lot of violence. Um, yeah, between you know east and left coast. Well done, left violence. left coast. Could we have more violence? Yeah, I mean, yeah, spit some more angry rhymes at each other and yeah. watch what happens, and then it ends up with them both dying, uh, Tupac know. and Biggie. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it begs the question: like, to what lengths is fame and notoriety uh, beneficial? And at, at what point does it become too much and uh, have horrible consequences? Speak, my friend. Drop that mic. Drop that mic. Number seven, uh, Nirvana comes in and in utero. Oh. Not in the utero, but out of the utero, within the utero. In utero? Uh, which is Latin for uh, in the uterus. Yes. Which means uh, unborn. Yeah, unborn. Yeah. Um, what songs are on that album? Serve the Servants. Archie Box. Archie Box. Oh, I know that one. It's one of the few one of them. Uh, riffs that I... Actually, I know a handful of Nirvana riffs. There's another song called Do Bad Things to Me, which I'm not going to say. Another, uh, another drop Slur me. Yeah, there's a comment from a real brave that says, Where is Eve 6, Everclear, Bush? Uh, I don't know if those made the list, but... Yeah, I don't think... I that's Bush more make the list. Yeah. Never clear for that matter. Although, you know, they had a, a really unique sound. I think they should be on a list of unique sounds, but e not e I think six. E six should not be on that. They should be nowhere near. <laughs> but they had a really good hit. Uh and back then, I only had with the radio, so they would play that song over and over again. Yeah, uh, and I'm just getting nostalgia just hearing it in my head because I haven't heard or thought about that song since probably the 90s. <laughs> And rightly so, Instagram. But it's a banger. It slaps, as the kids say. What is with this banger thing? Is that a, is that a, is that a thing? It's a, it's a, uh, it's a fish thing. It's a, no, it's, well, yeah. I've yeah. heard it in the context of... If a song, you know, if a song bangs, like, it's a banger, like, so. yeah. goes hard. It's a hit. It slaps. It, it's just a groove. It's yeah. just, you know, it's driving beats, that's like... Right. That's right, that's right. What can you say about Kirk Cobain? Other than, without Kirk Cobain... What would the 90s be? Um, it would have been a continuation of hair metal, I think. Yeah, because in 92, I was listening to Warren. They came out with Cherry Pie. 91, 92. <clears throat> that was Warren? I thought that was... Uh... Yeah, she's my Cherry Pie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Silent Lucidity from... Um, like that. that Seattle band. And just a host of other like metal bands. And all of a sudden, Pearl Jam and... Are they on this list? Yes. Uh, Pearl Jam and Nirvana, and Soundgarden. Nirvana and, I guess, Kurt Cobain, uh, and just grunge by extension, was just, uh, to the music scene at the time, was just like a big middle finger saying like, oh, you, you, this is what you think music should be? Nope, it's this now. And it was like, Kurt Cobain would go out of his way. He was, he was a great songwriter, uh, the great guitarist, but he would go out of his way to, to make things sound bad. I just I uh, had the opportunity to watch a, a live video from from Nirvana uh, earlier this week, and it was just like he was like purposefully playing the wrong notes, out of tune, 
but it wasn't about playing the right notes, which is what music was about at the time. Like really technical prowess. I'm sorry. What's, what's happening there? Is that Podbean? That is Podbean. Wow. Yeah. Are we blowing up on Podbean? Well, no, that was me pressing buttons. Are people yeah. laughing at me? We have a soundboard? No, we do. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Well, I don't even know. It's what I've been waiting for. A soundboard? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I interrupted you. <laughs> he was going on a whole... Kevin was going on like a whole spiel and you just... I forget what I was saying. Something about... Kurt Cobain uh, and Kurt Cobain. playing music bad on purpose. Yep. Uh, yeah, right. Because music at the time, especially rock, it was coming out of um, metal and it was like, this is like what rock should be. It's like real technical prowess. You've got to be able to shred. You've got to be able to play all these fancy arpeggios and double tap and all this stuff. And the vocals have to be like really high and like ah, that kind of stuff. Yep. And then Kurt Cobain came along and he's like, nope, here's some three chords. And that was raw took off. and honest as you can be wearing a dress yeah. on stage, right. throwing a guitar, like smashing his guitar. Yeah. If you ever, if you want to watch something like it's truly real, you just watch Kurt Cobain on stage yeah. in the '90s, and then you realize, well, that's kind of like how we all are, right? Right. It wasn't this put-on thing; you just you just went up there. I wear a dress, you know. I wear a dress all the time, almost every morning. Uh, John Fishman uh, wears a dress for every show. He does. Yep. Do you know who John Fishman is? No, I was pressing the R button and nothing happened. Who's John Fishman? Uh, John Fishman is a drummer for a Vermont-based uh, jam band called The Fish. Oh, okay. But here's the thing, it's spelled with a PH. Which was another really integral band in the 90s, and I think they have honorable mention at the end of this uh, article <laughs> talking about yeah. how they uh, kind of took up the mantle of the Grateful Dead. It's kind of funny that when I was looking up uh, Best of the 90s, Fish was nowhere. Yeah, because, right, because these lists are carried by... Uh, Again, if you're just tuning in on Podbean, uh, Basil, and everybody else there, and Instagram, we're doing top 10 albums of the 90s, and it's not about wearing dresses, um, although that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's fun. Um, part of, um, so I guess we'll just move on to the next one. I just ruined that one. Sure. Uh, number six, Pearl Jam 10. Life-changing for me, personally. Yes. No, you're a big Eddie Vedder fan. I'm a big Pearl Jam fan. And I know you just go out of your way to sing just like you're. I don't. I don't. But <laughs> but in the '90s, I did. Um, I, I sound like a cross between uh, Robert uh, Smith from The Cure and Eddie Eddie Vedder. If you have a if you have a picture of that in your head, you're very confused right wow. now. Wow. <laughs> but a glowing uh, review of yourself, though. Yeah, that's a bit like. <laughs> no, it's true. Dan Dan sings very well. I happen to have a voice much better than. It's one of the, if, you know, like, if there's certain things in life that you wish you didn't have, and that's one of them. A voice? Yeah. Like, at all? You just don't want to be able to no, talk? I wish I was, like, a doctor. My thing is a growth on the back of my ankle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, if I was a doctor, I'd be able to help you with that, but I can sing to it. Right. And it might grow. And it probably will grow. Or I have a magical be. voice. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, so Pearl Jam. What songs are on that album? It, uh, it's, there's a bunch. Alive. Even flow, even flow, and uh, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy is famous for its video. Nobody knows videos anymore, like necessarily from those days. But yeah, it was like a really like huge video. A video. Spoke to you about violence and suicide and all that uh, bullying uh, back in the nineties when it really wasn't a uh, thing. Yeah. But 
the thing the thing about Pearl Jam is that they're in this band called Mother Love Bone. Okay. Okay. That's not oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. That guy um, basically uh, OD'd and had awful problems, mm-hmm. and they put together this demo with the, the fellows in Pearl Jam to and Eddie Vedder, you know, got it, uh, sang to it, they put together the album, and it just took off. Uh, they took off on the heels of the whole Seattle movement, like Soundgarden. And, and all these folks, and um, yeah, ironically, so like I don't know if you ever listened to Temple of the Dog, yeah, which they should, that should be on this list personally speaking. Yeah. Oh, the they Dog. were on the list, um, I think. Yeah, maybe somewhere. Temple but. of the Dog is another rehash band, but that's got Chris Cornell, it's got Eddie Vedder singing, it's got a bunch of members from Soundgarden, and it's got members from Pearl Jam. Wait, Temple of the Dog has Chris Cornell in it? Um, yeah, oh, I didn't know that. So, so they're like a super group, like super group, but it was so like under the radar. Yeah, yeah. And they talked about the lead singer. They they actually sang a song or a couple songs about the lead singer from uh, Mother Love Bone, and uh, sadly, Chris Cornell OD. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just like this recurring theme from artists over the years, just like uh, you know, killing themselves over nothing. But yeah, Ten is definitely and it says right here, nearly perfect record. Every song is great, no matter where you're coming from. We have Justin Michael saying, Everclear, Sparkle, and Fade is such an amazing 90s album. Oh. Everclear. Everclear. I Everclear, uh, Sparkle, and Fade is the album, I think, is what they're saying. It's oh, from okay. Justin from Justin Michael. Oh, hey, Justin. Hey, Justin. Um, what came first? For the chicken. Everclear. Oh, I'm sorry. The liquor or the band? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't even know what Everclear is. Um, it's like the strongest alcohol it's ever. Like it's, huh. Yeah. It's like drinking hand sanitizer. It's a uh, main point of jungle juice. You're good. You're good. And coming in at number five, <laughs> Just Lauren, you want to unpack that a little bit? No, right? I don't. Can we circle back? We should not circle anything. <laughs> Fine. We should just check it off and move on. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Still doing better than last week. <laughs> it's... Every yeah. week it gets better. I yeah. like how he's like, can you guys talk about Sparkle and Fade? And then Kevin's like, Everclear, Jungle Juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well that's, all, that's the extent of my knowledge for Everclear. Instagram, I don't, we, we're not able to... Uh, I don't know why you're over there. Can, camera four. But my mic's connected to you. But we are talking to you. It's much better than last week. See, this week we've got the, the, the audio down. But the camera angle's messed up. I'm not really happy about it. I think you look, you look great on there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, number five, Lauren Hill. Oh. Ten best albums of the 90s, according to Rolling Stone. Is that... Um, Mrs. Hill's daughter. The Miss Educational Lauren Yes, yeah. Miss Educational Lauren Hill. Is that the one that's got uh, the, the cover of uh, Killing Me Softly on it? Yes. It's a good one. The whole album's great. I actually own it somewhere in, in my closet. Is it on a tape set? It's on CD. Oh. Okay. I actually purchased it with money. Oh, wow. I did. I went into a store. I said, I want this. And they gave it to me. Yeah. And then I walked out with it. After buying. After buying. Yeah. After yeah. Uh, Wyckoff, um, Mr. Wyckoff. John Jean. Wyckoff? Yeah, Wyckoff. She's on that. Oh. She's from New Jersey? Yeah. The f- she's from the Fuji's and they're from uh, they're from Dirty Jersey. Yeah, the Fuji's. No, that's where that's Tony Softly is. Softly, yeah. yeah, we got we're getting this right. Thank you, thank you for clearing that up. Roberta Flack, which is a better version? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I really like the Roberta Flack version. It's got like the Bossa Nova feel to it. That's funny. I can never really. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. It's funky. And she does a great job with the vocals, right? Instagram. Oh yeah, the the, the vocal work on that. She's an amazing vocalist. Mm-hmm. And then she took time off to be a mom. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Personally, a lot of people did that in the nineties. I think. I didn't. Oh. No, I didn't. I didn't take time off to be a mom. Number four, uh, U2, uh, Akon Baby. Probably my favorite uh, 90s album. I've never heard it. There's a poster of it in the studio. You never heard it? You see my arm shaking? I do. There's like a, a vein, too, that's coming out of your forehead. Yeah. Every single song on this is is perfect. They recorded this album after a Rattle and Hum. Uh, actually, after Rattle and Hum's tour, which, which was extensive. It was over couple of years after the uh, Joshua t- uh, Tree tour where they went this, through this like Americana phase mm. they just uh, you two needed to to do something different and one of the last things he said I actually sent it to you over an email once you know we need to dream it all over again oh yeah 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 and we need to dream it all over again and I, and yeah they just they went they took time off they went back into the studio uh, I don't know in, in uh, like early 90s 1990 and and um just came up with a totally new sound. So this is post Pride, post post Pride, post uh, Streets with No Name, all that stuff. And it just that the edge just went back to not roots. He went forward. Mm-hmm. He went forward in sound, and he just went completely different. And Bono took a different direction in his voice. He was instead of the screaming high notes, yeah. full voice, yeah. he went more falsetto. Right. And personally, it's probably like the, some of the greatest songwriting. It's a perfect album. I think it's a more perfect album than the uh, the other perfect album. We've, we've covered a handful of Who songs. The uh, St. Patty's Day Parade. Yes, we did. Uh, two years ago. Yeah. That was one. My kids think I sound like Bono. It's only because I, I'm a huge fan. You do a good Bono. I'm, I'm not that bad. I don't have his money. Right. Yeah. Um, not yet. Not yet. Podbean. We're yeah, talking Podbean. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, if you're if you're listening, <laughs> what? AdSense. If you're if you're listening right now, uh, please follow us on all social at Bill Bank. Mm-hmm. And um, every Wednesday, one p.m., we're doing this show, so please tune in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're teachers as well. We do a lot of instruction. You're looking to learn to play. We have an online database, an online uh, platform for video lessons, and you can meet one-on-one with an instructor. It's by far the the greatest thing in the history of mankind. What's that platform called? It's called Practice Pad. Practice Pad. So you it's, can go to practice-pad.com yes, you can. and sign up for a free lesson today. You can get a free lesson right now. Wow. Yeah, so the, the, they're standing by. Incredible. Right now. I'm not even joking. We've no. got people standing by as we speak to take your call if you want to sign up for lessons worldwide. And um, that is, we're, that, we're no joking around there. Cool. All right. Did that make that clear? I think so. Number three, Radiohead. Okay, computer. Okay. Computer. <laughs> Wait a second. So, Radiohead's... I can't dispute it being in the top ten. No. Not at all. Top five. Top three. Uh, this is one of my favorite albums. Okay, computers. Yeah. You know, Paranoid Android, uh, and others. Uh, Fitter, Happier. Which <laughs> is like it. a modern day... So uh, That's iconic. Who said, you said earlier that people were... Uh, 
comparing okay computer to like modern day dark side of the moon yes for they called it dark side of the moon for like the information age like the computer age okay i i see it i see that and i raise you this i think kid a is more dark side of the moon okay computer is more white album mm. Because it's got, first of all, some of the best songs in Radiohead's catalog, and then it's also got the song Fitter, Happier, yeah, which is like the uh, 1997 equivalent of uh, uh, Number Nine, uh, Revolution Nine. Yeah, yeah. It's Fitter, not really happier. Music per se, but it's it's, uh, it's a definitely a very interesting track. On that. It's on, it, I always skip that one. Why? Why? Yeah, just there's actually really good music in the background of it. The lyrics are like funny. It's. Fitter. Here, back then, if I, I probably listen to it now, but back then I would just go because right after that was um, what song? What track? Uh, Airbag. Airbag. Yeah. I thought Airbag was the first song on that one. Oh no no! That's like my my favorite. Look at the tracks. Let's look them up right now. Yeah, I'm gonna look at I got it. No, two plus two equals five. No, that's uh. No, that's not even from the song. <laughs> the first one, parent and Android. Electro engineering is what's after fitter happier, but. Hey everybody, I'm sitting on about hundred ounces of water right now. I'm gonna have to take a quick break. Oh, where are you going? I'm gonna visit the restroom. Great. Um. So. <laughs> so. So. So Dan, you can page. just that's for posterity, by the way. On three different I can podcasts. just do that. I can put that in a loop. I can have all the interns cut that up on a loop forever and ever. Please do. I will. <laughs> My favorite track in this is definitely uh, Let Down. Really? I mean every song every song on this is perfect. And then a close second is an airbag. Paranoid Android is just it's just a masterpiece. I think should I should I go in Kevin's spot? Or, um, just no, we're gonna leave it right there. We're gonna leave it empty. empty. Kind of sad. Just look at it. There's nobody there right now. If you, if we're if we're really being honest right now, what we want to hear is the hand dryer. <laughs> we're gonna want to hear the hand dryer. Let's let's see. Of course, there is a, a way to, to to use napkins in there, but we want to hear the hand dryer. We're gonna know that he's on his way back. Yeah. I would say, I mean, every every song on this album is perfect. Exit music for a film is like just so eerie, haunting. Uh, yeah, Karma Police. I mean, I feel like everyone knows that song. Like the yeah, video Karma for Police it. Karma Police is probably one of their famous tunes. Yeah. But uh, I have to say, uh, you've seen the modern dark side of the moon. I think you can't really describe it. Anymore. Oh, there it is, Android. Uh, and what is it? Oh, the Paranoid Android music video is great. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's like if I was gonna make a music video, I would do it like that. Just like the weird animation, all this weird stuff happening. Hi, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Okay, he's back. Testament that smart still sells. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's what Rolling Stone said. Not no. not my personal words. Still if that's what if that's true, then there then my records would be very famous. It still sells. I, 
I listen to it on Spotify regularly. It's not a regular rotation. Yeah, but the, the, nobody else is going to be able to rehash a an OK Computer brilliant album like that, right? Smart? No, yeah. Skill selves? Back then, anyway. Uh, I still think that The Benz is just as good. Really? The Benz is wonderful. Well, The Benz is a very good album. I do like The Benz. I think that uh, just lyrically and instrumentally, though, on OK Computer and Kid A, I mean, it was just like... They were they were breaking boundaries, you know. The they were doing new new stuff, like crazy stuff at the time. Yeah, the Benz was kind of like not one dimensional, but it was uh, not as maybe uh, versatile as OK Computer or any of the later work. Really. I do yeah, I do yeah. enjoy the songs on that album though. Some great Big classic treatment on the Benz, right? And yeah, and, and um, Planet as far as like Planet the rock song. manuscripts and what they did with that album, nineteen ninety five. Is it, it was kind of like a pivot because mm -hmm. we were in this grunge phase with these this three chord grunge phase, and then all of a sudden it just took a left hand turn, and um, yeah. they came out of left field with this because their first album was definitely like in this rock genre. I saw them open up for Weezer in 1993. That was Pablo Honey. Pablo Honey is their first album, yeah. and it was an amazing show. And uh, Tom New York had like spiky long blonde hair, but they, they took this left turn with the Benz, and I remember I was dating a girl in 1998, and she had a bootleg copy in 97, and she had a bootleg copy of OK Computer, and we listened to it in my beat-up Mercury something or other, and uh, that was, I'll never forget that, because yeah. I was just blown away. I'll never forget that. Did you skip over Fitter Happier? Probably. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, I, just one more thing I've, I have to add about Radiohead is, um, as a guitar teacher, um, we're always looking for, uh, uh, for beginner students, we're always looking for, like, accessible music that's easy enough to play, but, um, is, like, it, it's still popular enough to be, uh, known, and Radiohead has a, has a song called, I'm sure everybody knows it, Creep, Creep, thank you. Uh, which is four chords that repeat over and over and over again. It's, yep. a, it's a, a popular choice for guitar teachers. However, Tom York hates that song. Yeah. He wrote it, and he will not play it anymore. Well, that's like that stereotypical rock star hates their most famous... Kurt Cobain. Yeah, like hates him. You know what? I have like zero patience for that. I, I have zero patience, because like without that tune, would they be the same band? Um... They probably wouldn't have reached the. They never would have gotten there. So why do that? Like not like that. I want to hear creep. Trust me. Like I'm not saying I need to hear creep over and over again. Right. Heard it enough the last five lifetimes. But the notion that he's going to go on stage and be like, and everyone's going to be like, I want to hear creep, and he's going to say no, that bothers me. I I'm not bothered by it. Why? Because I think it's that was like their ticket to fame. Yeah. So it opened the door so that they could create. A lot more stuff. Do you hate your mother? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> no, mom, if you're watching, I love you. Uh, That's like hating your mother. Is it? Yeah, it brought, it brought them into the world. I, I don't know, maybe if... <laughs> I, I, love, I love you, mom. Mom, <laughs> thanks for watching. My, my mom's not allowed to have Facebook. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, um, we can discuss that. <laughs> But uh, I think that 
I would I would maybe use a different metaphor. Maybe uh, 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 creep was like the finishing school that uh, you went to, and it gave you all these great life skills, but uh, you hated your experience there, and you hate that it's a, uh, you have all these pictures of it, and people are always asking about it. Uh, Facebook, everybody here, do, do you guys hate the song Creep? I'm not saying I like it now. I mean, but back then, if you were, if you were a, a tyke listening to music, did you like the song? If they were playing live, <laughs> would you appreciate it if they did a cover of it? I'm like, and then just appreciate the fact that they, they had the song. Like, don't discount it totally. Don't be like, well, I hate that song. I don't like that song. It's so bad. Yeah, well, it can't just made you freaking famous. Made you what? Made you sick. <laughs> don't get me started. Um, there's uh, in those four chords that repeat over and over and over again. Yeah, there's a really, oh, there's a great amount of music theory. Uh, it goes from major to minor. Well, yeah, you've got that major four chord yeah. to the minor four chord, and we call that a minor playable cadence or modal mixture, borrowing from a G A only. But um, but I digress. I do digress. Uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff in those four chords, and I think that's part of what makes it uh, such a such a timeless classic that everybody hates. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, do, I think we went. We did it justice. Yeah, we did. Uh, number two in the, the top ten albums of all time, according to Rolling Stone. No, not of all time. The top ten 90s albums of all time. Yeah. Uh, the 1990 albums of all 1990 albums of all time. From the year 1990 to 1999, yes. December 31st. Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Oh, coming yeah. Coming at number two. Chronic. Oh, man. I had The Chronic 2001. Yeah. I didn't have the original Chronic. I had none of them. No. Um, but... I mean, first of all, Dr. Dre, I know you're watching. I hope we're hoping you're feeling better. Yes. We know you're watching. Yep. And, uh, Thanks you know, for watching. He had, a, he had a stroke, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. One or the other. I, I, hope, you're, I hope you're feeling better. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Dre, he was one of the guys from NWA. He was a, he was a left coaster. Yeah, a left coaster. And um, there's these guys, Snoop Dogg, mm -hmm. Suge Knight, which is, I think it was a producer, right? Suge Knight? Or he was like the mobile. We're talking about NWA now? No, but. Uh, well, yeah, I mean. Uh, after the chronic, these guys were like bigger than big. Right. Yeah. Plus, Suge Knight is responsible for murder. That's right. Yeah. Well, allegedly. Well, if you watch allegedly. Straight Out of Compton, you know that he may or may not have been responsible for uh, Easy's death. Allegedly. Right? Allegedly. 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 And if you watch The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> you also know that a house fell on one of the witches. Allegedly. Allegedly. Nobody saw that house land. No, you saw feet trouble. <laughs> you just saw the house on top of the feet, like you can maybe interpret, yeah, but you know, we're not saying... So Dorothy killed... Right. Oh, somebody so, yeah, said... No. Uh, right, right. Somebody said Jane's Addiction, Ritual, Delo, Habitual. That was that was on the list. I think I wrote about it in... Yeah, uh, Jane's Addiction. Look, that's the thing with lists. They're the worst. Yeah. And we're going to... Do we have, like, a list? Yeah, this is our, like, we our do have... I put some other ones in. Yeah, we, every time we say, these lists are awful. But you can't... You just can't... Dr. Dre mm -hmm. needs to be in the top ten. 100%. The Chronic is one of the greatest albums of all time. But how can you pick the top a, ten of all time? We're going to have this conversation every single week until these lists go bye-bye. Right. 
right? We should do a top ten list first. You want to do, we can do that. The top ten greatest lists of all time. Greatest lists. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. We should actually do that. Let's not. Let's not. Why? Uh, by the way, Dr. Dre had a brain aneurysm, and he is now in recovery. Mr. Dre. Uh, yeah, Mr. Dre, if you're watching, uh, we hope you feel better. We know you're watching. Yeah. You feel better. Well, what else can be said about uh, the chronic? So many, so many things that we don't know. Yeah. But what about the funkiness, man? Um, Just bringing that funk. If anybody, if any of my 90s friends are watching and I'm talking about this, you're probably making fun of me right now saying... So 80s and 90s hip-hop yeah, we're talking about that. Um, is, is largely lent to their, their taking samples of uh, like 70s funk music. So you'll hear James Brown riffs on a lot of like uh, Tribe Called Quest yeah. um, and others. Um, Tribe Called Quest? They're on the list. I think uh, what made Dre special in this and why he was so, you know, why this is number two is because his just emceeing and his like delivery was just different and unique. I think it's what it was talking about. Um, funky. Yeah. It was funky. Also, uh, the origin of the word chronic comes from Snoop Dogg's misinterpretation of the word Ponic, like hydroponically grown weed. He thought they said hydrochronic, and that's why he calls weed chronic. Okay. So, that's... Yeah, yeah we're going <laughs> to just move on from that. So, uh, if, if you're... Uh, do we have a Dremel uh, terminal thing on this? You probably do. I got it. Hold on a second. Listen, we're at number one with the top 10 1990s albums. The, the, the best of them. This is the best of the best of the best. Coming in at number one, that was, that was short. short. Coming in at number one is Nirvana Nevermind. Yeah, it sounds good too. All right. Nevermind. So uh, if you've ever uh, listened to anything, you'll probably recognize this one. <laughs> talked about that song being ripped off from the, uh, the Pixies. What Pixies song? Uh, I don't know. But they ripped him off or he No, no, no. He, he was heavily influenced by Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. And you're saying that he hates that song too? I would have... Well, not currently. I mean, he's no longer with us. Right. Well, I think he hated his fame in general. And I think that led to his downward spiral. Or, Courtney Love. Careful. <laughs> Courtney Love is watching. Yeah, Courtney Love, if you're watching, we know you're She watching. definitely watches the podcast. She watches she, the podcast. If you like, if you like anything about this, uh, watch the the Courtney Love documentary about that whole thing. It's interesting. Uh, it's a little bit too aliens for me, but yeah. So never mind. I heard this in 1982. It was given a tape. If you don't know what a tape is, looks something like this. And my friend was like, "You're going to listen to this," and I listened to it, and my mind was blown. What year was it? 1991. 1991, sorry. I was two years old. You were two years old. I was a uh, junior in high school. That hurts my feelings. Man. Don't do that to me. Never do that again. Um, I, I remember, so like, I never really, really, really got into Grown Under Nirvana 
I remember being in like middle school and like your middle school when you got into Nirvana. Yes. So middle school like ninety nine. No. Like 2001, 2002. Yeah. So that's so ten years old. Yeah. He's long gone. Right. Yeah. And you were looks at what's your origin story being given. What's your origin story? My origin story here is that there was a, a clique of really mean kids. <laughs> okay. That said, like, you don't like your bonnet, you suck. And I was like, well, let me listen to it. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool, but these guys are mean to me, so I'm going to stick with my Limp Biscuit mm. and Backstreet Boys. Mm. Well, it had some of the most um, iconic uh, production of the time, too, so, like, I believe Bushvig. Can you check that for me, Maddie? Because I don't want to get my back wrong. It, it, it did take me a little Bushvig while to. The producer of Nevermind. What's that? You want, you want to figure out the. Yeah, producer. yeah, I just want to check the producer of it. Well, at least the drumming. I know there was, there was Luke. So, like, uh, Dave Grohl, famously of uh, which band? Uh, the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Fighters. And also from, from it was <laughs> Butchvig. Butchvig. Butchvig produced. Yeah, he produced Nevermind. Yeah, Butchvig was... He's uh, from Garbage. From Garbage, yeah. He, he was um, instrumental now in, in producing that sound, that drum sound. If you listen to that drum sound, it is the tightest, heaviest effing drum sound I'd like from from that time. It's a, it's great. They didn't necessarily like it. I remember that. Because if you listen to their first, like, Leech, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even close to that. But he tightened that up. He, was, he made parts to it. And um, it, it's life-changing in so many different ways. I just, I'm the type of musician that once I hear a band, I put it somewhere. I'm like, that goes here. And I'm going to take that out every once in a while and listen to it. I'm not going to listen to on Sirius XM 90s or Lithium. If I do it, it's like, I'm going to take that off the shelf, listen to it for a minute, and be like, Jesus, let's put that back for a while. Right. I, uh, I don't want to like listen to it all the time. Some people get stuck in the 90s listening to Nirvana. Like, that that was a phase. I don't know if you, you guys feel that same way. There, but I personally just like to move on from things. Mm -hmm. So, like, that Nirvana phase, I have a hard time getting back into. Um, so, I eventually did warm up to Nirvana and as, as I was becoming an angstier, more teen, teenager or angst person. Good English. Um, which, uh, you know, was a, at the time of the release of, of the music, you know, the, sort of the target audience or at least the audience that was identified. Uh, I will say that um, what you just said kind of uh, opens up a larger discussion about nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, when we, if we were to go and listen to any of these songs, not now because uh, copyright, um, yeah, but yeah. if we were to go listen to any of these songs, we might feel like this sort of like familiar, almost like a deja vu kind of feeling. And um, I read recently that like nostalgia is not, you know, we don't, we don't seek out nostalgia like serious 90s or whatever. We don't seek that out because the quality of the stuff is so good, although in this case a lot of it is. Um, we seek that stuff out because we, we yearn to feel like we did back in the 90s, or back when, yeah. whenever. Uh, and I recently, I told you about this, I bought a laptop, a uh -huh. PC laptop, so that I can play the game Age of Empires. Yes. And, and my Age of Empire heads out there? Maybe. Maybe not. Um, just for that nostalgia. And I, you know, I enjoyed it for like two weeks, and I was like, okay, it's 2021, let's... Uh, So that rounds off the list. We have a, a bunch of others. Problem is, is that we're up to the two o'clock hour, and I have a meeting. Oh, oh, oh! And I have to do the game. I know. We didn't get to talk about Loveless. <laughs> this is a problem, folks. 
Um, Maybe we could continue this. Uh, we might have to do a part two. Part two, if not a best of things. I think we're going to have to do that. I don't, I, I'd love to do the game. I'd love to actually get to the rest of these. Smashing Pumpkins, Fiona Apple, Weezer, Sublime. I mean, Loveless, Loveless. Lovely list of the, 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 the ten, the... Top ten My Bloody Valentine songs, even the though they only have like ten songs. Loved lists. Trying to find everything with all else. Uh, Weezer, the blue album, should be on this top ten. I mean, that was my genius too. I don't know if you guys agree, disagree, thumbs down, thumbs up. But lists in general, uh, this is from Rolling Stone. You can go check it out. And that's, this, according to them, the top ten of all time. And I, that's all I got for today. I got, I got to think. I got to do it. You got to think? I got to think. It's, it's actually pretty important. It's like, it's, it affects your life. Really? Yep. Cool. All right. Um, so, <laughs> if you... Thanks, everybody, on Pete uh, on. This is just, it's not working. Almost. Thanks, everybody, on Podbean for listening. We've got a bunch of people on there. Thanks, everybody, on Instagram, if you're listening there and watching. Uh, this is going to be live soon. We're going to have this streaming. It's going to be fun. And we've got the Real Brave thing happening. We've got graphics. We've got Maddie. We've got Kevin. Uh, Real Brave is a music studio, and we are online. We have something called Practice Pad. Practice Pad is a revolutionary platform for video lessons. You, you can take lessons right now with an instructor. You can go to practice-pad.com, sign up, and you can start working on the instrument of your dreams. So uh, I highly suggest everyone keep following us because this thing is going worldwide and nothing's stopping it. 3.0 coming out soon, right? 3.0, lots of new features. We're the only one that has something like this. Uh, actually, that's not true. A couple of other people. Couple of other no, people it is true. It is true. We, we invented this. It is true. So, uh, you know what? I don't want to be the king of the mountain and own the mountain, too. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> Please join us next week, next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Real Brave Live. Where I guess we're going to have to finish this and uh, continue on, and, and you'll hear more about it soon. Thanks, everybody, for watching. On real brave life. You did it! Yeah.